Michelangelo once said, the greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it's too low and we reach it. Welcome to Life Talk with Jesse Meester. As an international actor, entrepreneur, and world traveler with millions of followers, Jesse seeks to speak and learn from the most insightful, successful people in the world, sharing love and life together. This is Life Talk, and this is your host, Jesse Meester. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life Talk. I am so excited today because one of my good friends, Oscar, um, if I pronounce your name right, please correct me, uh, an amazing comedian that I've been captivated by for now almost a year. I met him for the first time on Clubhouse and um, hearing his voice, hearing the jokes every single week, in an episode that is called Disappointed, that uh, he captivated the biggest room on Clubhouse every Thursday. I believe it was uh, 9 p.m. my time in Amsterdam. And uh, I had it on my calendar. And today I have him on my podcast and I'm super honored to have him um, and hear your story and share it with the world. Oscar, welcome. And thank you for being here. Oh my here. gosh, thank you for having me. Uh, oh. You're trying, you're so, you're so, you're so, you're such a tease. You're such a tease. You oh are, don't gosh. make me blush now. Don't make me blush. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I uh, thank you very much. It's so interesting. This like, it's so interesting. All the people that I've met from clubhouse, you know, you would never think in a million years that all the people that have been, have been impacted by an audio app, like just an audio app where people got on, they went into rooms, they talked about things and it's, it's astounding how things can happen. And all the people that I've met, oh my gosh, amazing how many people I've met on that app, just left and right. So yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. You know, it's one of those that it, it, uh, it molded itself in that time. So you, you live in New York City. Um, yeah. I, I lived there for a year. I never met you before. Uh, Clubhouse connected us like you just shared. But what, what were you like? How, when did you get on Clubhouse and, and what kind of like you, do you do, um, you know, and now and before that? And did, how did it change, you know, your life? Well, before I'm, I mean, I didn't ever even really heard of Clubhouse mm -hmm. until my friend Dan, uh, he told me about it and I was on my way to a show once and then I got in on Clubhouse and I was like, what is this madness? I'm like, what is this? And then I went into a room called 30 seconds to vent or vent for 30 seconds and then shut up. And it was run by a few people. And so I was in the room and I was listening and I must have said a few funny things or something. And then I went and, you know, did the show that my show and then I got back on the app. And I was in the room and I must have just kind of just said some fun stuff. Nick Hurley's room. He had it with a few people, mm -hmm. Talia, Nick, uh, Kevin and Anthony. And I just remember like them liking me. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. So I went back into an, a few other rooms and then they kind of, you know, they kind of liked having me in the room. So then I got modded which was a 
big thing on Clubhouse. You know, big. It was one of those prestigious things oh, back yeah. then. Back in April, if you were modded, <laughs> you were, you know, a controller of the room. And then I just started like going into different rooms and networking and meeting people. And yeah. And then I got, uh, I was, I got onto Leah Lamar's stage, you know, back when she had like 800, a thousand people in her room. And wow. so, you know, I remember her bringing me up on stage and I would have some jokes and then she would do like midnight roasts and I would get to be on her stage and the people that I met, like I've met so many people on that app so in, in, in real life and then off the app and like opportunities have presented themselves. You know, I, if it wasn't for Leah, I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to have as many connections in LA when I went there, you know? So now like when I go to LA, I can say, hey, I'm coming to LA and I can get on two or three or four comedy wow. shows. Whereas before I didn't have those connections. I didn't know who to reach out to. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just a New York comic. And now it's like, I've actually broadened my horizons. So, and Clubhouse really kind of like, it helped me on social media. People started following me on social media. I must have say over a course of eight months, eight months of being mm -hmm. on the app, because I was on the app in February of 2021. And then I just kept using it, using it, using it. And I think over the course of, you know, eight months, I must have gained at least two or 3000 followers mm -hmm. on Instagram from it, mm -hmm. which I am very thankful for because mm -hmm. I need them. <laughs> yeah, man. And how, like, um, we, we talked about this a little bit before, um, like getting on, but, um, like it kind of died a little bit, right? The, the, um, the, the yeah, the I think Clubhouse died a little bit because mm -hmm. it was it what what Clubhouse really banked on mm -hmm. was the fact that people were still stuck inside mm -hmm. and that we you know things were still shut down, things were still closed, things were not reopening, and so they mm -hmm. banked on people not really having anything to do, so they were going to go on Clubhouse and they were going to have fun and because. You know, if I can't connect with people in real life, I'll connect with people on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. But I did notice that July, August, September, August, September, when things really started reopening is when people stopped going on the app. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like now people don't go on it that much. I'm, I'm one of those people. Um, and I, sometimes I'm like, am I missing out? You know, that fear of missing out, like... And then you say, yesterday I was on. I'm like, damn, I missed Oscar. I, I like when you're yeah, on. Yeah, but I just... remember, I don't, yeah, I don't go on to like start rooms. I just go in oh, sporadically. Yeah. And then yeah, I go in sporadically and I look around mm -hmm. and I talk. Like I was in a room last night for Instagram social media. And I got up on stage and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a question. Thank you. And the lady is, and the lady who's running it, uh, I forgot her name, but she was like, is that Oscar? And she was like, she wasn't even paying attention. She was like, is that Oscar? Yeah. And I was like, yes. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, where have you been? She's like, you came into one of my rooms a long time ago. And you and uh, this girl named Regina, like we, like we just had the best time. And she's like, I remember that. She was like, I was actually sleeping right now 
kind of like with my eyes closed. And I realized that was you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to say hello. And so it's amazing to see the impact that mm -hmm. you can make on Clubhouse and people. So yeah. True audio. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody listening right now, like can probably relate, like the success of podcasting is that, you know, you can listen to people and hear a little bit more long form content and uh, get to know about like, who is Oscar? What does he do? Uh, you know, when, when, like, and, and again, I, I do want to know, like, was Oscar, aside from, from the guy that I met in that Dick's appointed room and was there every week, you know, hearing about all your disappointments with guys and shit, but, uh, you know, well, that's what? a lifelong journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a lifelong oh, journey. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling my tombstone will read <laughs> a lifelong journey of disappointed guys. Oh, mm. you know. So uh, uh, before we before we go there, like tell them a little bit about because I I, I can't really really like talk about that. I think, but what was that like? But guys, it was such a successful room, and I want Oscar to explain because we, I kept I keep mentioning it, but I I'm, I'm sure people are like disappointed. What does that mean? Um, how did you start it and what is it? Oh, I actually did Dick's Appointed as a comedy show in January. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to run. Uh, and then when I got on Clubhouse, I was like, let's do a room where people can come in and tell their wild and crazy sex stories. And sometimes we'd get, you know, on average, we, in the beginning, we would get seven, eight hundred a thousand people in the room wow. and yeah. i know and i should have i look back at that and i'm like i should have fucking banked on that i should have banked on those rooms and been like hey follow me on instagram hey follow me on instagram but i didn't but that's fine you know but yeah it was one of those where i was just like yeah that was it was a great room because we had a lot of fun people and the great thing about that room is that people came in and they felt comfortable being able to talk about sexual experiences because no one knew who they were. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> we're not live, don't worry. But I might. I know I was going like to try it. and mute it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was one of those rooms where people felt comfortable coming in and talking about their sexual experiences mm -hmm. and they were like oh this is a great place for me to be able to talk about things that maybe I can't say in public and so it was a you know we had a great room a lot of people we had we had a few celebrities come in nothing major but we did have a few celebrities come in and that was always fun and then you know but it's funny because you would see 800 people in the room but then you'd only see you know 20 people on stage because I wanted to keep it very, I wanted to keep it very well coordinated, but then also people were very embarrassed. They didn't, they didn't want to come up and talk about their sexual experiences. They were, you know, they were worried. So. And, and now you stopped that incredible uh, weekly, uh, weekly uh, room show you had. Um, I know. What, what keeps you busy now? Oh my gosh. What keeps me busy now? Comedy. I, yeah, I have to say, you know, they always say, how do you measure success? Mm. And I measure success in the fact that I did a lot better than I did in 2019, 2020. So 2020 was, 
a very hard year, obviously for everybody. But mm -hmm. at the end, I started doing a lot of Zoom shows, like a lot of Zoom comedy shows. Wow. And then in 2021, it just shot up. So while I was doing in-person shows, I was doing Zoom shows, and then I was doing Clubhouse. And it just, I mean, though, I think January, February, in February, March, I must have had over 90 comedy shows. Wow. Zoom and in person. And it was great. And, you know, this, this really kind of helped me put me in the forefront of comedy a little bit because mm -hmm. I was using, I was using everything. I was using Zoom. I was using, I was using Zoom. I was using in-person shows. I was using Clubhouse. So I was just, uh, I was cross-platform. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped me kind of gain some footing into the comedy ground because I was able to really hustle on that and use that. And so now, you know, I'm in at a few clubs, which is great. So, and that's always just, you know, absolutely, you know, that's your, that's, that's one of the biggest goals is to be at a club and have a residency at a club in New York city and I'm at the stand and I can't tell you that that's been just a lifesaver for me mm -hmm. because, you know, it's after the cellar, it's the best comedy club in New York city. And, you know, it is, it's just the one where, I mean, there's others and, but the stand up there, it's like, you get people like Bill Burr come in, you get, you know, major wow. celebrities come in that one and they mm -hmm. perform. And so you're performing with, talent that's just as good if not you know that's that ha that has like netflix specials and, and comedy specials and you know there's a guy who just recorded his fifth comedy album and you're just wow. like holy holy sh and these are like 45 minute hour-long things i love that where where can people like that don't live in new york city where where can they hear you i heard you say something about zoom shows you do so I do look, so if you go to my Instagram mm -hmm. page, that's where I would really love the follow because that's where I post everything. I'm not on Facebook that much. I am trying to get on TikTok, but my God, that thing <laughs> is so exhausting. And like, you know, mm -hmm. but do I have to? Okay, I have to. Mm -hmm. So I am, I, I am getting on TikTok, but you can find me on Instagram, but I also have a podcast called Oh Oscar. So this podcast is where I bring on guests, we chat, we talk about their career, and then we talk about their first gay experience. Wow. And now it's not necessarily just gay people. It's mm -hmm. gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual. Mm -hmm. uh, it's everybody. And then we do a spin on the gay DHD Q&A wheel. And so it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. And that's where like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing for people to really subscribe, follow, and enjoy. Is it, I, I spoke to Leah a few times and she always expresses how like, you know, this, this uh, niche is very tough, like not very financially rewarding sometimes. Is that, is that true for the work that you put in and um, the creativity and everything? Like it's not super rewarding? Can well, you I it? think, I think that, you're always going to start at the bottom somewhere, mm -hmm. right? People who have amazing podcasts, they started somewhere. So you're always the new guy 
Mm-hmm. Right. You're always you, 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 you started. You're the new guy. And then you work on building it. You build a reputable brand. You build a reputable product and people start wanting to invest in that. They listen. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to post another episode. I'm going to post another episode. And from that, you gain traction. You also gain traction by being strategic about who you bring on. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm going to bring on comics, but I'm not going to bring, I'm going to bring on someone that, you know, I like, that I love, but mm-hmm. that I also am going to be, make it a smart business choice. And they're going to have, you know, 50, 60, you know, thousand followers. Mm-hmm. So that way, when they promote, I know that there's going to be a bump a little bit in in listenership and so i think it's just being strategic but yeah in the beginning you're always like when i got passed to perform at the stand Mm -hmm. you know i came in i'm the new guy like i got i got i'm the new i'm the new kid and i gotta start at the bottom but if i'm there and i constantly prove myself and i constantly you know i i can show people that i am good enough to perform along with the rest of them Mm -hmm. then after a while you're not the new kid anymore And then they, you know, you're not the new kid. And then they go to you and they're like, okay, we really like him. We're going to put him up more and more. And so it's like just paying your dues. And I think the thing with people is that they want, I think a lot of people, they want that instant success. They want that instant viral moment, which is great. But then they bank on that consistently. And it's like, then they get, depressed if they don't consistently get the viral moment but i know people they've been doing you know they've had to do video upon video upon video upon video upon video upon video and then maybe one of those videos does well and then that helps it boost it right but other than that it's like it's it's consistency and i think that's the thing that you see a lot about and especially in these funny because i'll go into clubhouse and i'll go into some of these rooms about you know growth and your social media growth but the the main the main thing that i hear all the time in every room and every motivational speech and everything is consistency Mm -hmm. you got to be consistent and that's the thing is like you got to be consistently working on a better product on a better person on a better uh, on you as a transformative thing and yeah so yes in the beginning it's it's hard because you're starting off small but I did a podcast uh, recently called Guys That We Fucked, which is a huge podcast. <laughs> it's true. And it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a big podcast. They have uh-huh. a huge reach. And it's one of the bigger ones out there. And, you know, they brought me on and I was like, oh, I'm really excited. And they're like, yeah, you know, we brought you on because we love you, but we also know you have a podcast. So we want to be able to highlight that podcast. So it's almost like when you open your door, when you open your door, then all of a sudden more doors open, get opened for you. So it's like, I never probably would have been on that podcast if I really didn't have anything to promote. And as a comedian, you have to have something you can promote because people are being like, okay, well, they go, what, what, what can they, what can they get? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have an album on Amazon. Like my last guest, Gianmarco Ceresi, you know, he has a comedy album on Amazon called Shelf Life and promotes the 
hell out of it. Just wow. promotes the hell mm -hmm. out of it. But that's what that's and that's the thing is like when you go on these TV shows, like when celebrities go on TV shows, yeah, it's to come on and say hi and this, but what are they promoting? Like, what True. do I have? What product yeah. can I promote that will bring in attention? Right. So that's the thing. It's like I learned that I opened that door. And so now the next door I open, hopefully, will be another, you know, I'm starting at the bottom and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got to start somewhere. So yeah, I just got, yeah, it's all about consistency. I love that. And patience, I guess, right? Like it yeah. might not be rewarding. Which I don't have much yeah. of. <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk about like love for a little bit, um, because I, I saw in your Instagram that uh, you don't have a boyfriend. I uh, it's complicated. It's complicated. Oof. Okay. Ugh, it's complicated. Men are very complicated. Jess, I love you, but men are trash. Oh. Like I'm just gonna say this as a gay man, I can say this, but just well, sometimes men you're are lucky. Trash. The majority of the the listeners are are women here, so like I feel like 84. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So great. I think you're. Uh, I think you get a lot of supporters here. Yeah. But, and even uh, no. if that clip yeah. were just taken and be like, that's the only <laughs> clip, I would still stand behind it, and I'd be yeah. like, yeah, most men are trash. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. You know, I think you're not. Wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do do have to agree with you to to a certain level. But um, so so your love life is complicated. Um, oh yeah, my love life. So yeah. I actually had you know I it was my first relationship ever. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm a man in my early twenties, late twenties. Yeah. You know, and so um, and well, uh, I can tell. You know. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. the, <laughs> oh. it's the very cheap drugstore product that I use. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, you know, dating in, in uh, New York City, especially being mm. a gay man is very hard. It's a very hard thing to do mm. because it's, it's just constantly, you're, you're constantly battling with the people who are thinking that the things are greener on the other side it's always greener on the other side, right? Oh, this mm -hmm. guy, he's going to be better. Oh, this guy, he's going to be better. It's not always like that, you know? And, you know, I met, uh, I guess he's my ex, oh, but no. it's complicated. Oh. But it's, <coughs> oh, it's fine. Oh my gosh, don't worry about no, it. No, but like that breaks my uh, heart. Like I, I remember no, like, don't. The, oh, the expressive so, post. No, I met like, my ex, yeah. he's, you know, he's great. And that's the thing, it's like, even in, through all the differences that we have mm -hmm. and all the differences that he has and I have and everything like that, you know, finding someone that really supports you and understands you and makes you feel good about who you are. And I think, you know, that's what you, that's what you got to find is someone mm -hmm. who just makes you feel accepted because I'll tell you this, I don't know what happened. And I think someone explained to me very, cl very clearly. And I kind of understood it was that when I was with him, I was very happy and it showed mm -hmm, and it sure. showed in my comedy. It showed in my demeanor. It showed in everything. Like I was mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. You know, like I was happy. I was zooming around. I was zipping from show to show people see that they see the confidence. They're like, man, you know, he, he's just moving. And then it's like, when we broke up, it's been a little bit hard. Uh, but, you know, I think 
it's been a little bit hard, but I think, you know, finding someone that you really just trust to be there is the most important thing. You know, they say like, you know, it, it's, it's, there's so many factors, but for me, at least, I think finding someone who's going to be in your corner unconditionally is really important because at the end of the day, that's, you know, you have to be confident in who you are and you have to be confident in yourself, right? Like I need to be confident in myself, but finding someone who is always in my corner unconditionally is really going to help me be the best person that I can be because then I feel like I am loved for a reason other than not wanting anything in return. Mm -hmm. I love that. Wow. And also what I, what I love what you said is, you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. I think with all this information-based society and all the, you know, uh, the, the social media impressions and everything that's out there, um, it, it, it distracts us, right? It distracts us. And I think um, in its core, what you explained is what it's really about, building that structure together, building that trust together. And like, I mean, that's the most valuable thing. Um, you know, if you can, if you can build that together and, um, it's a challenge, it's not easy, but you gotta, you gotta put in that unconditional effort and love to make it happen. And then you got the most beautiful thing, not just about sex, even though it's, 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 uh, I'm sure you can relate super important, but, uh, more oh, than anything, yeah. like, you know, the, <laughs> the, the oh, emotional God, yeah. connection, um, Oh God. Yeah. I, I've had my, you know, and I tell this, I tell, uh, let me tell you something. I, I yeah. tell this to everybody. I've had my fair share of people. <laughs> I have had my fair share. Of yeah. Ball. Listen, you know, I, I look yeah. at it as if anyone were to ever say to me, you know, if something were to happen and I look back and be like, Austin, did you ever, do you ever feel like you, you never got enough? And I'd be like, no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm good. Like yeah, you meet yeah, a yeah. lot of people, you meet a lot of people yeah, 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 and they regret because they're like, oh, I would have, I would have liked to slept around more. And I've been, and I probably would be like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I yeah love I'm that. good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little less, but I'm good. You know, there were yeah. some chances that I didn't need to take. <laughs> no, but this is good. Like, I mean, you know, like this is good because now you can step into a relationship with deeper meaning and deeper values. So I mean, oh, yeah. like you got your, yeah, you got your fair share. That's good, man. Um, so <laughs> um, the last thing I want to know what, um, because I would love in the future to do like uh, another, uh, you know, episode of you, but what's next for you? Oh my God. Like, well, yeah. Um, hopefully a haircut. Uh, and then... <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. No, but listen, you don't need one. No, I have a lot of, I, like I, I do have a lot of, um, I have my podcast that I'm pushing that I would love uh, listeners to. I have, I'm going to be posting more content on Instagram because content is key. Content is key. Mm. I have to keep telling myself that. But I'm also a perfectionist. So it's very hard for me to put content out mm -hmm. there because I'm like, it has to be perfect. And then I realized True. like I'm missing out a lot on life because it's not yeah. perfect, but you know, maybe that'll be the goal of 2022 is to really push content and be a force to be reckoned with on Instagram. I love that.
Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Good luck at your uh, appointment. Um, oh, thank you. have you. in about 10 minutes, I believe. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, um, I'm going to put your Instagram uh, out here for people to uh, to uh, follow you and um, uh, you know keep an eye on what you're what you're going to do and and hopefully in the near future we can do another part. It was an honor. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, if I literally get like one percent of your following, Jess, then I think I could hit the ten thousand mark. Literally, like Jesus, like holy shnikey, you know? Like I look, I look at that uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, all right, I got some work to do. I got some work to do. I'm I'm glad it could it could work as an inspiration and um I I think that um you know the, the repetitive thing that we hear on Clubhouse like content is key and consistency and it's always the same stuff, but I think more importantly what much makes you stand out is your creativity your 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 yourself you know you're so unique and so freaking honest you know and like often it comes across as rude or offensive and people want to put you in a box and. I'm like, you know, we need more people like you man, to change the world. So I appreciate you a lot, Oscar. And I, uh, oh, thank I'll you. you. This was time. so much fun. Yeah. I love this. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, man. See, I see you later. Thank you. All right. Yes. That was it. Um, have a okay. great, I'll speak to you later. Um, I'm going to end the meeting and um, uh, we'll talk um, um, okay. soon. All right. Good luck, man. Okay. All Bye. right. You've been listening to Life Talk with Jesse Meester. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. And if you want to be the next guest, please apply by filling in the contact form on jessemeester.com or DM Meester Store on Instagram. Till next time, keep sharing love and life.